Hello, and welcome to this episode of Take 15. My name is Bud Haslett, and I'm the head of risk management, derivatives, and alternative investments here at CFA Institute. Today, we have the pleasure to talk to Ted Seides from Protege Partners. Ted, thank Good you fun. very much for agreeing to do this. And we have a few questions to ask Ted today. And first off, we'd like to ask, um, Ted spent some years at Yale. And what did you learn at the Yale Investment Office? I did. I, I was very fortunate to start my career right out of college working for Dave Swenson and, and his team at the Yale Investments Office. And it was as great of a formative experience as anyone could have. Um, not only is David, as, as people know today, well ensconced in the fundamentals of investing across many asset classes, uh, but he's also a wonderful teacher and mentor, and it was a terrific place to work. So the core building blocks of really everything I learned about investing. I learned from, from David and, and the team at Yale. Yeah, many of the investment professionals today would be very envious of you having such a good uh, background starting out like that. Happy to be, uh, be chosen among a, a big pool of people to do that. Yeah. So in 2002, you started Protege Partners, and it's a fund of funds. And why did you decide to get into fund of funds? Sure. So I, I left Yale after five years uh, to come up here to uh, go to business school at Harvard and had the notion that I wanted to invest directly for a couple of years. And I did that. Um, and what I found was that I had spent five years looking around the world or helping look around the world trying to find the best, smartest, most competitive money managers. And all of a sudden I was out of business school thinking I was going to try to compete with those people. Uh, it didn't make a lot of sense to me at the time. And so I kind of opened my head up to going back to that style of investing, really just a different style of investing. And at that point in time, the fund of funds had become an industry. And what I found most interesting about hedge funds is that it's just an investment vehicle. And so just like when I was at Yale, I might have had a day where I met with a manager focusing in Russia and the equity markets, and then someone in fixed income, and then a venture capitalist all in the same day. Uh, investing in hedge funds gave me the opportunity to have a very broad scope to try to execute um, and generate kind of the types of risk-adjusted returns people look for uh, in, in a thoughtful way and in a way that really could maximize all those skills that I had learned while I was at Yale. Great. Now, when selecting hedge funds, many people feel that uh, all you need is quantitative uh, data, and you feel a little bit differently about that. You think there's more to it. Uh, could I have some of your insights I on that? I do, though. You know, you're the head of risk management, so maybe <laughs> you feel differently. Um, I think quantitative tools are a very important metric, you know, one of many, many metrics to analyzing hedge fund. The problem is any hedge fund manager, when they give you a presentation, makes the claim that past performances may not be indication of future results. And particularly in the hedge fund space, when the structure of a hedge fund itself uh, is fickle. Uh, hedge fund organizations are less stable. In fact, Byron Wien wrote a piece probably a decade ago called The Inherent Instability of Hedge Funds. Um, that what ends up happening is that past performance usually has nothing to do with the drivers of future performance. Um, so we don't spend a lot of time on quantitative analysis, though we'll certainly look at all the metrics available. Um, instead, we spend a lot of time trying to understand the people, the, the philosophy and the strategies that those people employ in trying to uh, execute on their, uh, their beliefs. And then the entire investment process, soup to nuts, from how do they find ideas and research ideas, construct portfolios, manage risk. Um, and it's a very qualitative assessment and one that takes a lot of experience and, and I think a lot of judgment to try to do well. 
So many people can just crunch the numbers, but Protege adds all the uh, insights into selecting managers that can really provide a lot of value. Yeah, you know, what, what we do is a little bit different from the industry. I think that's true of the industry, uh, the fund funds industry as a whole, and particularly some of the largest fund of funds do a remarkable job of being thorough in the diligence uh, of some of the large hedge funds. Um, we decided, and we, uh, I started the business with Jeffrey Tarrant, who's been a partner of mine for eight years, and, and now it's a team of 40, 47 people strong, so hardly the Jeff and Ted show that it once was. Um, we decided long ago to only focus on smaller hedge fund managers. We felt that that was a less efficient part of the universe in hedge funds and that just as when large cap or people invested in, in domestic equities and eventually segregated it to large cap and small cap equities and they moved to international equities and split it into developed and emerging market equities that the hedge fund industry would bifur bifurcate into large managers and small managers and we thought the best opportunities would be in the small manager space and that again goes back to something Dave Swenson taught me that size is the enemy of performance and that's particularly germane in the hedge fund industry. Great. Now, um, over the past few years, the investment management uh, business has really changed a lot. How are you changing the way you're looking at these hedge funds uh, based on the crisis that occurred a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's interesting. There's not a lot of change in the way that we analyze hedge funds. What has changed a lot is the structure that we use to execute on our investments. And so what I mean by that is that one of the things catalyzed by 2008 was a shift in the balance of power between the general partners, the hedge fund managers, and the investors in hedge funds. Uh, for many years, an attractive hedge fund was thought of as such a precious resource that the managers who had past performance that was outstanding could command whatever terms they wanted. Um, and to some extent, people signed up for those deals, and they're in those deals today. In our universe of smaller managers, there was a dramatic shift in 2008, and it allowed us to try to create a much fairer deal with the hedge fund managers. So, the, the assessment and the analysis actually isn't any different at all. We've always been focused about sort of how insightful people are in protecting the downside. And 2008 showed whether some of those people were the weed or the chaff. Um, but we've taken a lot of efforts to, to structure investments in such a way. And that means in some instances the fees might be less. We might ask for more transparency. Um, we might ask for clawbacks on incentive fees so the managers can't get rich one year and then lose a lot of money the next year, then go out of business and try to start again. Right. Um, so that's dramatically changed and I think is sort of a permanent and very positive shift for us. Yeah. So one of the criticisms of funds of funds have been that there's two layers of fees, but it sounds you're, like you're adding a lot of value for uh, what you're doing, so it, it uh, very much justifies that. Yeah, it, there, is, there are certain natural environments for people to invest in fund of funds. So there are certain institutions that simply don't have the resources, the expertise to be able to find hedge funds, and, and I think that's a great niche served by the largest fund of funds. What we do is try to find every which way we can to make sure we more than make up for that layer of fees. So that includes negotiating with managers to reduce their fees in a way that I think a lot of investors in hedge funds don't do or aren't able to do. Uh, it includes trying to help our investors become better investors in their broader portfolio by articulating attractive themes we see in the marketplace at any point in time and ways that they might be able to implement. One example of that, um, we were the lead investor in a fund back in 2006, in the middle of 2006, that was shorting subprime mortgages. Um, that fund became very, very successful. Uh, the manager of that fund is now very famous. Um, but we were actually instrumental in helping him structure the fund, and we negotiated the structure of it in such a way that really benefited our clients over time.
That's great. Ted, thank you very much. Thank you, bud. I enjoyed talking with you, and thank you for watching another episode of Take 15. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.